Okay, so I don't watch the news, and I haven't a long time. Are you a news watcher, or are you like me, and you're like, nope, can't handle it, too sad, only negatives, I can't do it. <laughs> so it's been a long time since I've watched like a newscast, the whole thing. I'll check the weather app if I need to check the weather. Otherwise, whatever I see come across my social media feed, I'll go, hmm, interesting. Or I'll listen in in people's conversation, and if they mention something and it sparks my interest, I will look it up. But I don't typically just sit and take in all of the news. Am I uninformed on some things? For sure. Is that a bad thing? Not always. Sometimes it's quite nice. Sometimes, yes, you're definitely like, wait, what are you talking about? But that's okay, because then I go, I look it up, I read about it, and oh, got it. Realizing that I don't need to know all the things all the time. I'm trying to I'm trying to save my brain calories for the things that matter to me. That is a new phrase that I've learned recently. Feel free to use it as well. Like I only get so many brain calories a day. I got to use them wisely. And I'll be honest, lately, I've not necessarily been using them so wisely. But on my social media feed, hence the not so wisely, as well as, you know, Netflix, a story popped up that I had not heard anybody talking about. It was the submersible that had been missing that had gone down to see the remains of the Titanic and that they were searching for it and all all of the things. I saw somebody's post and they shared just their concern for the families and for the people and what they are going through. And I'm reading it. It was such a heartfelt post and it made me go, what in the world? And I looked at my husband. I'm like, do you know about this? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my bad. So I quick started searching it and reading news stories and watching videos and fell into that rabbit hole and could not help but think about what that was like and what that is and how the 19-year-old didn't want to go and he was apprehensive and how another reporter was asked to come with and he's like, no, I'm not getting on that thing. And just all of the emotions surrounding such tragedy. And then follow that up within the week hearing of another tragedy that had struck our church and our church family. And then fast forward a few more days and just now finding out about someone in our community, a teacher that my children have had and that they have enjoyed and loved. And they're like, what is going on? That's the question my daughter asked me. I just said, I thought the same thing. I don't know. Just seemed to be surrounded by loss and suffering and grief. And it just seems like more so now in the last three to four years of my life than ever before. Maybe that's part of getting older. Maybe it's part of being aware, or maybe it's just more than it had been. I don't, I don't know, but it has caused this reflection of what is going on. And as I'm studying a couple passages and it has really made me reflect on the sufferings and the pain of this world and how this world is not our home and that the glory to come is nothing in compared to the things that we're going to receive. It has still yet challenged me as I think about all of this stuff and trying to rest in hope and peace because our Savior is a sovereign God who's got this all under control. Does he cause it? No. Does he work in the midst of it? Absolutely. So my daughter's like, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. That's a good question. What is going on in me and in my heart when I am meditating on the pains of this world? What's, what is the result? What do I walk away with? When you are in these positions, when there is pain and there is suffering and there's devastation and trauma surrounding you, where does your mind go? What is going on 
in you, I think this is a good question, a let's be real question for all of us, like in the midst of struggle and suffering, what is going on in our head and what is going on in our heart? Where, where's our focus? This morning as I sat and meditated on that, I'm like, well, where, where is my head? And it really led me to, man, this life is short and it goes fast. And you never know when you will depart from this physical body and this physical earth. And all I could focus on, think about what the Holy Spirit was asking here is like, and what do you want to leave behind? What's your legacy? Spoiler alert, if you go and you search verses on legacy in scripture, you're going to get passages about money. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm talking about this biblical legacy. Like, what are we leaving behind us? Which ultimately makes me ask, well, then what am I living for right now? Like, what is the focus now? Because that is what will be left behind. And it is worth meditating on. Am I, am I living for me and for the next big thing, best thing the next event, the next outing, the next vacation, the next purchase, the next home improvement. None of these things are bad. I'm not cursing them. I'm asking you and me, where are our hearts and what are we meditating on? What are we living for right now? Because that will be the legacy that we leave behind. And it really made me just think like, well, I think I know what I want to leave behind I want to know what my quote-unquote mark on the world will be and then have to say, well, am I living like that now? In some ways, maybe. It could look like it from the outside. In other ways, for sure not. In other ways, I am wasting time away on unnecessary things and comfort and peace and numbing and just doing nothing that's, that's not what I want my life to be defined by. Will it be defined by that? No. But is it a big part of it now? Yeah. So my challenge to your, you, all of us listeners, myself, is to think about the fact that we have been put here on this planet to be stewards of God's grace. First Peter 4. I'm going to read 1 through 11 for us. This is this encouragement that I want to leave us with as we're looking at our lives and like, what am I living for today? Let it be a challenge to all of us to be reminded and to live out as stewards of God's grace. Verse 1, Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they're surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, 
use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. What are you living for now? Are we, as as people of this world, are we using the gifts that God has given us to serve one another so that God may be glorified? Is that the mark of your life, of your daily living, of the focus of your thoughts? Is that how we are motivated and driven and live each day in the spirit by the strength that God gives us through his grace to be able to live a life loving each other earnestly, being hospitable to one another, and serving each other? I want to follow that up with just one last verse, Psalm 78, 4. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Not only should we be living daily our life in a way that serves and loves others, but we need to be declaring the goodness and the glory of the Lord and sharing what he has done in our lives, because without doing that, this world is a dark place where it is easy to stay focused on our sufferings and the news and the pain and the drama. We must be people of light that share glory and goodness of the Lord, because we're all going to be judged when we leave here. How are you doing? How are you living and what do you want to leave behind? I think this is a powerful question to meditate on, especially when we continue to just see pain and tragedy. Turn it around and let it be a motivator and an encouragement to to all of us. To one, let's step into the pain and the grief with other people. And let's suffer with them and encourage them and point them to God. And then as we go about our daily mundane life, all the things that we get sick of doing like laundry and dishes, let us refocus that to make them opportunities to serve one another and to love each other earnestly and not just be so focused on on us. It's not all about us. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's not about all the things that we want and haven't done yet in the bucket list that we've written out. It is about glorifying God. How are you doing? I know how I'm doing, and I have some work to do. But let's pray over this to just be reminded continually. God, we thank you so much for the reminder of your grace and that we are stewards of it. Lord, it can be really hard to live in this world and keep our eyes focused on you. One of my favorite quotes is, let us not live a life staring at our lives and glancing at you, God, but let us be people that stare at you, God, and glance at our lives. Help us to love others earnestly and to serve others and you. God, help us to desire for that to be a hallmark of our life that we serve in a way that glorifies you and that we use our words and our deeds to declare the goodness of you and to share the works that you have done. 
It is so easy to be distracted in our daily lives. God, help us to meditate daily on you and what that calls us to as stewards of your grace. We pray these things, needing your help each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.